We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pod Mavericks Presents Group Therapy again. Dallas Mavericks lost. You guys know this. We're hanging out on the live show because we want to talk out our feelings. I, at the moment, am a little down, mainly because I'm tired. But, you know, I I sort of thought they'd win one. And I don't know. They've won one of these games since we've been doing this. I think they've lost like eight of nine. It's, it's, It's at a dark, dark, dark point. Uh 132 to 130 is a pretty brutal way to go. An outstanding performance from Kyrie Irving, a pretty good performance from Luka Doncic, at least by his standards. Um, he's really close to recapturing the um, the NBA scoring lead. So I, I wonder if that's going to be something that the Mavericks, you know, that, that he goes for uh, in the coming days. So for those of you who are waiting, it's it's early in the stream here. We're getting more and more people joining. Remember, at the top of the YouTube comments, there is a link which you can click to be taken to a waiting room. In that waiting room, I will call on you and then you'll be able to come up here and hang out with me and, you know, speak your piece. Either yell at me, yell about the Mavericks, talk about your favorite TV show. Heck, I don't care. We're just kind of at the point in the year where I think we should be trying to have a little bit of fun, but the Mavericks keep finding new ways to make it uh, really uh, a kind of a, a painful thing to lose or uh, experience. So uh, I'm tired, folks. Um, all right. So coming up first, we got Joseph waiting in the waiting room. He's the only one right now, uh, but we'll go with Joseph first and everybody who is willing to come talk. Please, please do. Thanks for, for hanging out. I very much appreciate you. Joseph, what's going on tonight? Hey, Kirk. Um, long time listener. Uh, I think it's my first time here, though. Hey, uh, welcome, cool. welcome. Hi. Um, been listening to your podcast for a while. Love it. By the way, I admire that, uh, you know, uh, your show before Josh, you know, you obviously gone through a lot of pain and now you got to relive it, uh, since uh, you're doing the stream. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I've, uh, sorry to make you sound like a fake fan, but I'm just like, I'm almost done with college. Right. So like these past two semesters have been like super tough. So I haven't been like that up to date with the maps and like, you're I've saving only- yourself pain. Yeah, I-, I will say so. Uh, it's good that I prioritize school, but the 15 games I have watched, um, man, yeah, it's been a pain. Um, I think, like, I've, yeah, I've probably watched 15 games all season, and I think, like, 
They're four and eleven. The fifteen games I've watched, and um, you know, obviously, I agree with a lot of the points you've made in like previous podcasts. But the biggest one, like the biggest uh, thing that you referenced, was like, hey, if we were to fire kid, um, you know, it doesn't mean that grass will always be uh, greener on the other side. Um, I think that obviously, if you're gonna hire, you know, a new coach, you got to make sure like. Uh, you know, you have like, it's like for sure set in stone, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so that's like one thing I'm worried about. Like, you know, just, it's like the Lakers, for example, I know they're, you know, obviously winning now, but I'm pretty sure like some Laker fans, I know they said, you know, Vogel is obviously better than Ham. And, you know, when they fired Vogel, they're probably like, oh, you know, Ham, he's going to save the day, you know, stuff like that. And then. Um, the grass is not always greener. It, yeah. It's really, and I, you know, the thing about Avery when they fired Avery, Carlisle was sitting there. He was an ESPN commentator at the time. Everyone knew it was kind of a gap year for him. He had come off a really, really amazing run with Detroit and then uh, Indiana. And it, it the Pacers the first time, everybody forgets this, but the Malice and the Palace basically broke up all that. You know, that Pacers team was incredible. And then, the, and then Ron Artest went into the stands. And it's, you know, th- there's nobody like that right now that I see uh, there's, you know, Nick, uh, Chris in the chat says Nick nurse, you know, cause Nick nurse made a comment the other day about how he might be taking some time off after, um, after the season's over, but the, the Raptors are in the plan. They like, they're a playing team right now. So I don't really know, you know, that just might've been something that was said. Um, it's, it's really, it's really frustrating. Cause I just, I've been thinking about this a while and, and it's not just the money, but it's, it's, is there a coach out there that makes you go, Oh, okay. That's going to be a guy that Luca stands up uh, like is willing to listen to. Is there, and is there a guy that Kyrie Irving is cool with, you know, kid is apparently one of Kyrie's favorite players when he was younger. And there's just a lot of things that go into it. And Kid has done a really good job of insulating himself from some of the criticism. I mean, it's bleeding over now because they're they're 25 and 28 in clutch games, and some of that goes on him. Uh, Tim, uh, somebody says Yudoka is out there, which, okay, guys, if you want to talk about like the – let's make the Mavericks of uh, – what is it? Shoot. Voltron of just problematic. Let's go draft Brandon Miller, uh, hire Amike Yudoka, uh, then have you know Kyrie who – has been a good soldier on the team, but he's just a controversy magnet yeah. with Mark Cuban. Like just, just make it re- preposterous. Yeah. So also like, I just on the last point um, I want to say is like, I'm obviously like, it's just been a pain, but one thing I'm like looking forward to is like, as you mentioned before, is that, Hey, this is probably going to be Luca's like first, like real off season since like, you know, his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, 2020 pandemic bubble. And then coming back in December, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, this might be a bad take from me, but like, obviously, you know, after our run, you know, last year, maybe, you know, he was able to get that monkey off his back where it's like, oh, you know, he hasn't won a playoff series. So maybe, you know, that's like coming back like next season, oh, with that, you know, if we do miss the playoffs, hopefully we don't. But at the same time, it, you know, if, you know, we continue to lose, it would be great to get like a, a good pick. Um, but I am interested in like, I know there like a lot of people, a lot of Mavs fans I've been talking to, they aren't optimistic about, you know, next season, especially like, you know, um, like the assets and all, like all that stuff. But like, I just wonder, I'm just like very excited about how Luca can respond next season. You know, the, the point about him getting a, a real off season, I think is I've talked about it a little, I would like to play it up more. 
because I went and looked at this. And so for anybody who's wondering, the last time the Mavericks were five games under 500 was February of 2021. That was the season you were just referencing um, where they, they had to come in right after the bubble two months. They didn't really know when things were going to start. The Mavericks were nine and 14 against Golden State Warriors. That's the last time they're, they're this bad, but Lucas essentially played basketball almost continuously through. Uh, when you when you really look at at how much ball he's played between international ball, uh, preseason games, all of it, uh, somebody did the math for me at one point, and it was almost double what Kawhi Leonard has played over the same amount of time. Um, and it's that you know he's a young man, he's a tank, but he still yeah. could could really use, like who couldn't use a little bit of rest. Yeah, sure. so I, I, that's a very good point, Joseph. I appreciate that one. Anyways, Kirk, um, thank you for having me. Sure. Hope we uh, hope you come back at some point. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right. Talk soon. Um, for anybody that is worried about showing their mugs, all of you are handsome. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You should show up on screen here and talk with me if you have the opportunity. Um, I'm going to go to Nico next because I don't know if Nico's been in here before. Maybe he has been. I'm sometimes pretty bad with names. I, I see some of my regulars in the chat. Hope you guys all consider coming up and talking. But if you don't want to, maybe it'll be a slower evening tonight. And that's okay with me too because I've not eaten dinner and it's 9 10. Uh, Nico, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Kirk. Um, my camera is not working, so you're that's not okay. seeing my mug and my Salesforce sweatshirt. So love it. There you go. Um, I think they're kind of quietly tanking without telling anybody that they're tanking. Because mm. if you if you look at some of the decisions that like the players made and the coaches made right before the end of the Miami game and right before the end of the Atlanta game, it's like, are we really trying to win, or are we just not trying to lose too openly? <laughs> so it. I understand why you say that, but then again, Kid has played these ridiculous lineups all year, and if that's the case, has he been tanking all year? I mean, I think he would make the argument that he has been trying to figure stuff out to where they could get to the playoffs, but in over the course of that, they've lost the thread, and they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're not mathematically eliminated right now, but if they backed into the playoffs, I to, and with three games remaining, I'm to the point to saying that would be a catastrophe. I would not, agree with that. <laughs> you know, because you would miss the play. Like, you'd probably be 10th or 11th, and you're yep. not – the Mavericks can't win multiple games in a row. They, like, go look at the win-loss record. They just can't do it. Um, and then they would also lose the pick. So, like, what what is the point? Which is why, which is why I was watching the game today, and I'm like, hmm, are we, are we missing those foul shots on purpose? I mean, I feel bad for Wood in that I regard know, because, like, Wood, Wood's just had a tough year, and oh. – it's, but that that into regulation, Josh walked me through it, and I since watched a video of it. I I don't. I felt like the refs were trying to hand the Mavs a win, and the Mavs wouldn't take it. Which is part of why I'm saying what I'm saying is like there's so many there's so many close games that we just lost, just mm -hmm. lost, right? For like an error here or missed free throw there, or you know, it seemed like to me it almost like. It, conspiracy had put put on right now like tinfoil everywhere right to me it almost seemed like they're trying to make offense work but they're deliberately not really playing super hard on defense and when it's like oh we might win uh then then we kind of freeze and don't yeah right yeah and like I don't know if that was the plan all year I very much doubt it that it was the plan all year but... oh no because I mean they they just 
I this this team building doesn't make sense. Uh, oh, that, that's pro- kind of what I keep coming back to. But then there's then we do get moments of levity like this one. And I'm going to switch the screen here uh, and put this up on the screen. To, and I'm going to read this to the to, to everybody in the room. JaVel McGee has was with a gem of a postseason quote. In hindsight, that's what movies are made of. Not playing the whole season. Then coming down to you hitting those two free throws for the win. Unfortunately, I missed one of them and it went into overtime. Yeah, that movie's going straight to DVD. It's not coming out. I've been incredibly hard on JaVale McGee because I don't think he's very good because he's not very good. Incredible quote. Really enjoyed that one. Agreed. All right, Kirk. Have a good one. All right. Talk to you. All right. Appreciate it. We got a lot of people waiting now. Um, all right, coming up next then is my guy Brandom. Again, folks, if, uh, if I would appreciate it if you're able to show your face, but if you can't, I understand that. Uh, Brandom, what's up? Not much, Kirk. My camera is kind of crappy. Hopefully, I get a new um, webcam and show my show my mug on screen. It will work on your phone. Dalton Trigg joined the other day with his phone and was just holding it in front of him like this. It was great. Like, I don't care if it's broke. Like, I've had some people shoot me messages. We're like, hey, you need to get a better camera and better lighting. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But I started this on Tuesday. Today's Saturday. Give me a break. So what, what's going on today? Not much, man. Uh, it was a it was a it was a weird game. It was a very weird game. And I listened to you talk to Josh earlier. And um, man, it seemed like Hardy made a lot of uh, mistakes, a lot of uh, turnovers, and he missed some, you know, some key plays. And I think that's kind of why Kid, you know, kind of yanked him. But um, as for why he kept the rotation in essentially since the third quarter, I was kind of thinking that, I mean, just rotating players haven't worked none this season. And so if something's working, you know, kind of stick with it. You know, they had the 10-point lead, and it kind of dwindled them down to five points. And then it became like a two-point lead, and it's like a back and forth. And so I, w- I would have to believe that kid was kind of like, you know, um, let's just keep going with what we know. You know, let's not put Reggie in to, you know, miss shots or so on and so forth. Let's just kind of stick with what we know. So um, it seemed like that would have been a, you know, it seemed like that's more of a Rick Carlisle move where you, you play to the team strengths and not really just like rotate players in because they get a lot of time. Um, right. Rick was good at that. Uh, several games where he, you know, just games in a row where he wouldn't start the same players. It would always be a different rotation because he played on people's strengths and it seemed like this kind of where kid uh, went tonight and uh, to his credit, uh, it pretty much worked. So, um, well, they're trying to late in the season, be, you know, figuring things out. I mean, at least they were trying yeah, different yeah, things they did tonight. Try something new. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, and sorry, um, I keep reaching man, out, guys. My uh, like, my uh, wife is out tonight, and here. I am I am having a problem with my audio. So, uh, yeah, keep going though. I'll I'll get it I'll get it worked out. But that's why I'm like ducking in and out of the screen. I apologize. I know it's all good, but yeah, man, it, it just seems like um, I don't know. To me, it just seems like if Luke is leaving, and I hope he's not, but just, you know, in a hypothetical situation, it seems like if he is leaving, you know, the the clock is kind of ticking. Because um, if you think about it, the the turnaround, you know, wouldn't happen next year, maybe the year after that. But then, you know, in two years, the Mavs don't get it together, you know, where is Luke going to be at? So I'm kind of like 
you know, under the mindset of let's look at the actual leadership instead of the players to see who's really getting something out of these guys. Um, kind of like you said earlier, you know, Mike Brown, he's a motivator and, you know, he's very proud and, you know, with his proud mentality and his, his way of, of, you know, bringing the best out of players, you know, he got something out of Sacramento, you know, he got something out of, out of a lot of his players before, which, you know, uh, people uh, rarely do or haven't done in Sacramento for a while. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, if it doesn't start with the organization then you know, you can't really expect the players, you know, to, to really, I guess, change what's going on in Dallas, because I mean, they have talent. It's just not gelling. Um, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of tonight was a lot of tonight was the issues of, of, I don't know, kid. I don't know. It just seemed like kid wasn't getting a lot of those guys to understand that, the importance of closing out on defense, not to stand up under the goal and to actually try to jump. Cause a lot of rebounds, they just got out hustled. You know, they got out jumped during rebounds. They got out hustled on, on, on defense. And it just seems like kid has to make emphasis of telling those guys get out there and move your feet. Even if you're not at defense, you got to get out there and do something because being stagnant under the, under the rim isn't, isn't working. So. Yeah. It, it seems like it would start with leadership and if it doesn't start there, then I don't, I don't see. Well, I, I think you're right. I think you're right on the accountability front, and that's been something that seems to have been lacking the whole year. Um, well, thank you, Brandon. You got anything else for us? No, that's it, man. All right. We'll talk soon. Appreciate thank you coming you, up. Mm-hmm. Brandon and I always have like a fun like two-second audio delay. So the other thing that I keep looking at um, – uh, is on my monitor. I see my, my I'm by myself tonight. My wife is at the Taylor Swift concert at at you know wherever it's being held here in Dallas. I see my son sleepwalking around his room. So if you guys will give me thirty seconds to go guide his butt back into bed uh, while you're waiting on me <laughs> to do this, if you could go smash that like button for the active screen, I would really appreciate. It. Go hit that subscribe button and well if, if you're interested. I, 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 again, I apologize for it's just the worst live uh, uh, streaming thing ever, but I will be back in just a few minutes because his room is about 15 foot down the hall. So give me just a second. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. That was fun. Okay, coming up next is David, who has been patiently waiting and is actually has his video turned on, of which I'm grateful for. David, what's up, my man? Hey, first time on. Thanks. Well, I'm glad you joined us. So, uh, what are what are we thinking tonight? Oh man, uh, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about is like this tenth pick that we're not probably going to get. No, we're going to uh, get it. <laughs> I hope so. But I I think we're actually going to do the most maverick thing possible mm. and end up in the play in the play in. You still think uh, that? Okay. I, the Thunder could lose out, which is po- completely possible looking at their record. And then we could fall into a victory with the Bulls and the Spurs, right? The Spurs is very likely. The Bulls, I think, will actually try to beat us. Yeah. But if we play like we played today, I think we could beat them. That's just personal. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, they shot I mean, 26% from three and almost won. So that that's what I'm thinking about. The other the, the other thing I'm thinking about is like what happens this offseason um, and like thinking about free agents, um, you know, who who's out there because there's not a lot of big men out there that could improve our front court. So like, like how do we, you know, how, how do we look at, at that situation? Because, you know, we have the number one and number two best players against almost anybody we play. Sure. But but after that, it just turns into who knows, right? So my goal would be at least like making sure Kyrie comes back because even you can see today, just amazing, phenomenal. It takes a lot of pressure off of Luca, and then trying to pick up someone like a like a Jacob Pertle. Um, yeah, work like, guy grabs boards, does stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a I have a uh, someone that that I think everyone would hate, but a Dylan Brooks is someone that we could probably pick up that plays a lot of defense and would probably give a lot of attitude to our team and like probably put the right type of mentality. We'd love to hear what you think. I mean, I'm really glad I don't have to root for Dylan Brooks, like as an individual, but I get why you would say that because they need dirty work dudes. And that's when, when you lose um, Dorian Finney-Smith, when Reggie Bullock dies, there's just, there's been no one left. Um, Josh Green, I think, could become that garbage man kind of guy. But as we've seen with him, he's still young and he's still learning to play. And I think the coming, you know, the the relative amount of pressure that's put on him isn't necessarily fair to his his talent level. But they they just need some more dogs. Uh, not to, I hate that euphemism, but they need guys that are that are you know motherfuckers like like. You, it can't just be Luca. Like that was the thing that killed me in the Dirk years uh, back when um, David West put his hand on Dirk's face. There was not a single Maverick that stood up for Dirk. Let them let him grab Dirk by the fucking cheeks and nobody did anything. And they need somebody like that. That's where, when we had James Johnson, I was like, yes, yeah. we're getting the crazy guy. Only problem was he was very, very bad at basketball. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I get why you'd say that though, about, about, uh, about Brooks. So. Yeah. 
yeah, that I mean, that that's all I really had was just like just looking at our lineup, adding in like one or two of those guys just mm -hmm. to kind of bring in that type of physicality toward there. And if we, yeah. you know, if, we, if we're able to keep that 10th pick, hopefully, because I'm that's what I'm rooting for. I'm hoping we, you know, not hoping that we lose, but I'm hoping that we keep that pick just because more than likely that's probably where it's going to be. Like someone like a Grady Dick uh, who played at Kansas, just lockdown shooter, plays a lot of. I like uh, Grady Dick. He would be an old, like he's such a, like his name, his looks. He looks like one of these dudes from Highland Park. I wanted to fight when I was in high school. Yeah, like I, I'm all for that. Just, just like punchable face. That's why when I, I thought when we were at one point the Mavericks had a chance to draft the guy who um, is now on the the Jazz, but the the Wolves traded him out. Shoot, what's his name? The Auburn center, um, ah, the big, big ball, big oh, goofy white guy. Um, and and it just it didn't happen, and I was like, ah, oh, him and Luca would have made you know just uh, just really like a couple of guys that everyone wants to fight. So yeah. that that'd be fun. Cool. Kessler, thank you, Bobby. God, my brain is just broken. Oh, Walker so. Kessler would be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that that's all I got. I all right. Appreciate you. I hope you come back. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think it's important. I had uh, a question where it's like, hey, how do I get notified of of this sort of thing? And Harmon in the chat was kind enough to, to say, okay, once you once you click the bell button on the subscribed button as well, you will then get notifications for this channel. I have been sort of instructed that I need to go live and not post videos if I can avoid it. And that's what Josh and I will do. We won't necessarily bring people up unless it's a special occasion, but I'll be hosting these regularly. Um, coming up next is Jonathan, who hopped in and out. Jonathan second straight night thanks so much for hanging out what's up no problem no problem um you can hear me right i can you sound good okay is it is it bad that i still think this team i don't know i'm having like second thoughts like it feels like this team is good but it, i know it's hard to think that but we lost so many so many close games like 28 we, of them in fact we Clutch easily could games. be like the third seed if like one or two things goes our way you think mm -hmm. about it but i just i don't i don't know i know but the main thing that we need to do is get the 10th pick right now right and i feel like the maps are going to beat the spurs and somehow some way they're going to beat the bulls and then we're going to be like the 11 pick or even if we get the 10th like pick we're going to drop down one spot in the lottery knowing our odds yeah yeah I, I I mean it's just it's happened so many times in history. Um the Mavericks to me, there's a song that I used to listen to quite a lot in high school. It's a song by the offspring called Self-Esteem. And if you go look up the lyrics to the song, it's basically about a guy that is in a awful relationship with a woman that that treats him like shit. Uh, but he keeps coming back for more. And that is how I feel about the Mavericks, where I will tune in regardless because I cannot help myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm stuck. I watched every single game this year, and I've seen some bad moments, a lot of bad moments. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's what we do as fans. We just keep watching. This is I, I'm, I'm choosing to tell myself this is a little bit of like hero's journey stuff where after the Mavericks get a little bit ahead, I'd been worried after last year they were going to come back down to earth and they have in such a way that I couldn't have really predicted. And now we just kind of have to hope that they figure this out and, and put something together because if they lose the pick and then they also don't make the playoffs or like they lose the first game of the plan, 
that's they're at the worst possible situation at that point. And then I think they're they, we need to have earnest discussions about whether the Mavericks should like just blow it the hell up and send Luca on. Like I, there's also dark. like a chance that we could miss the plan and miss the pick by like Ooh. beating the Bulls. Wouldn't that be incredible? But yeah, and um, Javale McGee played tonight. I guess. He did 23 straight minutes. Probably, I bet that would be one of the longest straight playing streaks of his career. He has asthma. The man cannot play in long bursts. Yeah, but I felt like as soon as he got into the game, like the game changed. If you could like feel that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he played pretty know. good tonight. Yeah, I mean the Twitter coaches calling for Javel McGee the whole time. We finally got our answer, and you know he played yep. well. But it's a kid like. A few games. I don't know. I don't got much uh, anything else to say, really. Oh, I'm glad you came in here. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We will talk soon. Okay. Coming up next is I see him on. Looks like he's playing video games. I'm very jealous of him if he is playing video games because that is something that I would like to do. Um, and don't want to butcher my man's name. So, Tamim, what's up? Hello, Kirk. How are you? I'm great. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Saudi Arabia. Hell yes. Sorry. I just love it when people call in from non, from around the world. Just technology is awesome. What's going on? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, you can, you can, you can, I, I, I'm, the, I'm a little bit happy because Mavericks lost the game. It's okay. It's okay. I can't, because, if I openly root for losses, I'm going to get crushed, but it's logically the best the the best path forward is for them to keep their keep their pick. Yeah, uh, I'm. You know, I was before the start of the season. I was just imagining what if the Mavericks get a top seven five pick, what they will do with it. So when this season started, I was I just begin began to believe in this team that. They will make a trade, and this team will be better. Better, but now I'm just all of I think is what they will do if they won the lottery, or mm-hmm. if they got uh, in a spot where they don't like the player. The the players are are available there, so you know I one of my thoughts that what if just. There is a there is a world that the Mavericks will win the lottery, right? Yeah, it's a low percentage, so, uh, but it's not impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I just keep trying to get in Tankathon and here and into K also. Tankathon is bad. Like uh, the Mavs radio guy Chuck Cooperstein discovered Tankathon, and he's like, "This is bad for my health. I cannot be here. Yeah, I spent fifteen minutes clicking it." Yeah, it's like a drugs. And when finally uh, you won the lottery, like you literally won the lottery. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so I, I've been thinking, what if the Mavs really won the, the lottery, and uh, what they will do with the the pick? I... So, if they were in the top four, I think they use it because there's guys in that top four that are play right now guys. If they stay at ten, I think they move it. To, for a player, but I don't know who. Yeah, I know there is a players like Jerry Walker or 
Brandon Miller. I would love Jarius Walker. Yeah, but there is actually you can you cannot uh, depend on a rookie to compete. You can't, but if Hardy's sort of given me that idea to where if you can play a guy 20 minutes a game with Luca and with Kyrie, that gives them the cushion to fail. It, you know, Josh, how, so I don't know how old you are, but in 2003, the Mavericks drafted. No, I, I am 21, and okay. I started following NBA like the GF Smith game. So Pretty, pretty good game to start standard. following. So for context, why I say this, in Dirk Nowitzki's fourth year, I think 2003, they drafted a guy named Josh Howard, and then they got a rookie free uh, rookie guy that wasn't drafted named Marquise Daniels. Both of these guys played huge minutes for a team that had a chance at the title. And I'm not like the only reason they didn't make it that far is because Dirk hurt his ankle. But good enough players find their ways onto the court. And when you have a, a supporting cast that can bend, like that can boost them up, I really think it could be possible for one of these rookies to actually play minutes with a, a Mavericks playoff team. Yeah, I know. I know but th- that is the problem. The supporting cast is so bad. So, so bad. Like, I, I, I was watching the Hornets games, and I was like, beside, beside Luke and Kyrie, no other Mavs are better than the Hornets players. So I was like, this needs three or four years to recover from because you have bad contracts and it's just a poor uh, uh, roster construction. Yeah. So I, I was like, man, if they won the lottery, I really, really, really would shop uh, the number one pick on the Maybe Brooklyn Nets called them. And- See, yeah, everybody that says that I think is drunk because Wembenyama looks like I, I. I made the comment on the show we did earlier that I think he's a deep fake. I don't think he's real. Some of the stuff that he does, I like. I'm gonna go find this, and we're just gonna watch it again together. And I want you to tell me that you would trade this guy because this is one of the silliest things I've seen. Um, God dang it! I they put back. Dunk- yes, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it together. Yeah, everybody like- just. It's it's so amazing. So let me just. I I'm gonna like show. Watching. I've never seen anything this like 15 this. Straight minutes, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is just not." All right, possible. so here here it is. We're gonna we're gonna do it again, and I'm gonna laugh during it. <laughs> and boom! I. Sorry, I will. I will be watching. I'll watch that another hundred times before the night is done. So I understand yeah, what you mean, I, though. It's a, you want the Mavs to be good now, not tomorrow. Not not just me, but is Luca okay with taking when Benyama and waiting three or four years to uh, build the right uh, team around him? And uh, I think it's a fair question. So, That's a very good question. I, I think if they won the lottery, they will seriously consider moving it for maybe three or four assets really, players really something good, yeah. Play. yeah like Michael Bridges, Nicholas Claxton and some picks. Yeah. Well I uh I'm glad you joined us. You got anything else for us? Nope. Thank you. All right. Me. Well I appreciate you listening. Uh, hope you come back. All right. Inshallah. All right. 
Okay, so in the chat, someone asks, as Wagner, uh, Wagner asks, what are the chances Wemby stays healthy? The man is fantastic, but his body doesn't make sense. I tend to agree. Body doesn't make sense. Um, I will say that there seems to be a real emphasis on things that we haven't really considered with the player of his size before. So like Yao Ming, when he came over, he was so incredibly weak. Like Shaq was just mean to him. And the the Rockets did a very good job keeping keeping him healthy insofar as they could. But the Chinese basketball uh, you know, national team basically made him play. He played for four straight years as a seven foot six, 300 pound guy. Uh, and then he just started to break down. Um, Wemby, I don't know if he's going to stay healthy, but I would, I would be nuts. I, I would, I just think he'd be nuts to pass on him because I think even if he gets hurt and you need to move on him, like there's people just like Chris Stapps Porzingis, you just play him long. Like he is so much more flexible than Chris Stapps Porzingis. And I mean that a literal sense. Porzingis was like a straight line athlete. He could not move side to side. Wemby can, I mean, step back jumpers for a seven, five guys preposterous. Okay. Coming up next is Ewan. How we doing guy? Hey, how you doing? Oh, you don't got a shusher. Bring her on the show too. <laughs> yeah, that's my son. Now what's going on? <laughs> I'm good, man. You know, just, oh, my wife is saying that, um, you should help pay rent since you're always in my house. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's his fault though. Not mine. Uh, man, but um, Daddy. yeah, this this game was just more so of like, you know, what I've said all year in regards to like Powell starting is like you're always gonna put yourself in a hole where Powell started. It's like, and then you look at all the lineups that kid has gone through with you know everyone that he changed, Bullock, Hardaway, Green, but for some reason Powell position just seemed to be secured out of. <laughs> like he's the third best player in the starting lineup, but his, his spot is like always secure. So yeah. that was my thought on that. But me watching the game in that third quarter, I was like, you know what? This is this is the nail in the coffin. It's over. And then they got me excited. And I'm like, ah, don't do this to me, man. This is blood pressure. This, this team is giving me high blood pressure. That's how I felt like during the 2000s, like every single dirt game. It's like, I'm mad about something. That's what tonight was. Yeah. And like in regards to like Luca playing defense, I think part of it goes to him knowing what, like, who he has behind him, you know, because with, with with Powell and, you know, Reggie being a layup line all year, it's kind of like some of his effort is like he's not going to play the best, you know, the best best, best effort on defense because, you know, the guys in the back line anyways is, is not going to rebound the ball. They're not going to do anything. So he pretty much have to cover it all. And once McGee checked in and Wood checked in, kind of he kind of had that sense of urgency like, okay, I got those guys behind me so I could try a little bit more harder, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of, you know, that kind of got him going a little bit. But um, it's just, I don't know. What you thought of the, what you thought of the last play? Like that last play with um, Trey Young getting I mean, what, I thought that was. I did think it was a foul. I also think the play they drew up for Luca wasn't very good. But when there's anything under like three seconds left, it's hard for me to be too critical because it's you just hope to get a shot off. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, and Kyrie was going towards the back, so he couldn't really pass it to Kyrie on that last mm-hmm. play. So. And getting a smaller guy the ball on something like that, you're just going to blanket him anyhow. It was tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, McGee did good, though. He did. He did. He did. He did. That, I wonder if he's going to be on the injury report for, like, asthma-related things because he's just, like... like and then going forward is, like, we have three games left, J-Kid. Like, yeah. if if Powell is in the starting lineup, the next game is going to be, like, 
all right, it's officially that we're tanking. Like, it's I'm no worried. Well, so we get two days off to play the Kings, and the Kings just lost to the Spurs, though the Kings will probably be playing the Rockets, I think, next. Like, I'm wondering if, if we're either going to get a Kings team that's going to whip our ass or they'll be just, like, bored. Yeah, it's like these teams are not trying to put us out of their misery because I was kind of hoping, like, you know, they win, so it's be you know it's better for us to like, all right, we finally accepted our fate, like it's over. Yep. But they keep losing. It's like, and and I'm glued to the TV still. Like, maybe there's a way, you know, maybe somehow, some way, because other teams keep losing. So that's kind of you know, this, yeah. This, I mean, they're they're not mathematically eliminated. I don't think they're going to be eliminated from the plane until the last game of the season. Yeah, that's that's what makes this even more crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, just. Because didn't didn't who who let me see here I'm checking the scores I I clicked away from the the um yeah OKC lost and Minnesota lost tonight <laughs> <laughs> I mean at least like when OKC loses to the Suns you're not like oh okay, yeah, this is yeah, terrible yeah. True, you know the Suns true, are good true. like Shea had 39 my God yeah yeah and um yeah there's a play in the game too and Trey Young in the overtime when he laid it up. And they call a goaltend to McGee. Like the ball hit mm-hmm. the backboard already. And that was not a, not a goaltend. Yeah. Yeah. He missed the shot and he just grabbed the rebound and the refs. Like you should be able to go back and kind of like, you know, edit a goaltending if you made an incorrect call. That should be something that you can challenge it. It kid just doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He wants to save it. And I understand why because he got it. He used it later and actually in a way that made sense. Yeah. That was tough. And um, lastly, yeah, it's like in the overtime, like the first few two minutes, like I just felt we settled for threes too much in sure. those first few minutes. It's like, you know, Kyrie's getting whatever he wanted in the paint. Luca was, you know, doing his thing. And we just settled a little bit too much. And, you know, hopefully what kid did tonight is what we've been preaching for him to do all year. Like these guys are out there running 30 minutes, giving you no, no kind of production. You know, Reggie Bullock had 32 minutes the other game when he had eight points. Not this yep. one, the game before that. So it's like, if you see that's going on, like get some get somebody in there that, you know, like JaVale McGee may not be the best player, but he cares. You know what I'm saying? He he cares, you know. So you need we need more of that like like the last guy was saying in regards to leadership, we need more of those guys on the court. Yeah. And lastly is like the the last five was pretty much not the five that we're used to. You know, Kyrie's mm-hmm. new, McGee's new, Wood is new. You know, we didn't see Timmy out there doing crazy stuff on the fast break. We didn't see Reggie out there breaking shots. So it was kind of refreshing to see that five on the court. You know, not the same five that we've been seeing for the last yeah. like, three, four years. So that was good to see. But I don't know well, what's going to happen, man. Like, I don't I, – I want the pick, but I want us to make the play. Sure. So just... you wanna, if you're watching all this garbage, you want it to mean something. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, man. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to be glued to the TV regardless, but, you know – it just I, just, I just don't want to be stuck in the middle. You know, it's yeah. either we make the plane and we're good. And if we don't, then we keep the picks. I don't, I don't want to be just, you know, sh- stuck in the middle. And once it's over, I just want to see how long it's going to take for, you know, the ball to start rolling on our team. If we're going to make some front office decisions and, you know, yeah. not resign certain people, I just want to see that get going. So I understand that. We'll see. Well, tell your wife I'm sorry and thank you for joining us once again. Yeah, I'll send you my, my cash out so you can send me something. <laughs> all right, be good. Uh, all right, coming up next is Jacob. Jacob, how are we doing? Hey, Kurt, can you hear me? It's the first time I, in here. I can hear you. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Sweet. I'm doing all right. Well, I just got back from the Ranger game. I hope I'm not too late to the no. party or luck. I mean, talk about whatever you want. The, the, the Mavs lost sucked. How'd the Rangers do? I didn't pay attention today. Well, we swept the Phillies. Uh, so 
I'm I myself am glad to have the both the Rangers and the Stars right now. I'm very thankful for them, especially with the Mavs uh, taking a dump on the floor each time they uh, take the court. Yep. So uh, I mean, I I I don't know how y'all continue to do it. More power to y'all to continue to watch these games. But uh, I mean, <laughs> I just I couldn't do it to myself anymore. It's not good for my mental health. So that's that's where I'm at with that. But uh, I, I'm glad I, I'm at the point where I'm glad we're losing because, um, you know, organic tanking is greater than, you know, put in whatever you want there. Um, and, you know, if the NBA really cares about fairness, they will. I think they should reward us with this ethical tanking with a top four pick. I mean, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but we're not making up any injuries. We're not screwing up the national TV schedule. It's just 15 guys showing up every night and honest to God sucking. Yep. So uh, that that's, I'm, I'm glad we're doing that. And I think that's all we had like an 80% chance to actually keep our pick now. So that's good. So really where I'm at is the only thing that's pissing me off is, and I know I shouldn't care. I don't know why I'm letting it not bother me, but like I'm just wasting my time thinking about it is, People, people on Twitter are creating the narrative that you know who's the problem with who's the problem in Dallas. Well, any genuine person like us, where the fans that actually watch, we all know it's kid and Cuban. it's not. It's it's more than kid. It's, it's it's Cuban. It's the whole damn thing. It's the thought process. It's like right. you you look for a finger to point, and it's like, oh, what's the consistent in all of this? Always, it is the yeah. mindset. It is the whole thing from the from the top down. You know, kid is kid is emblematic of a problem, but he's not the problem. It's an institutional one. No, right, right, yeah. But for some reason, and it's it's kind of funny how it seems to be Tatum and Booker fan, like Suns fans, and some even Hawks fans. Even though if they were honest with themselves, they'd realize they're they're in the same boat as us. I mean, they got rid of their head coach, but yeah, they're. It seems to be Luca's fault. It seems to Boston fans, especially, seems to be Kyrie's fault. Like, that's just a smooth brain take, man. We sucked before Kyrie even got here. And, I mean, can people – like, I, I just want people to be honest with themselves. Be in good faith. How can you look at Dwight Powell coming down with one rebound tonight? Sure. Like, I just – it's 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 a crayon-eating take to me that it's it's somehow our two best players' fault. Everything around them – sucks like that's where we're at and so like again i don't know why i'm thinking about it but it's for some somehow that's apparently becoming the narrative well so the key thing that i always say and like this this happens a lot like it drives me nuts that the mavericks of an organization reference twitter twitter is an amazing place i love it it's hilarious it's weird but it is way over indexed on specific topics uh it, it can be upstream from culture in a real way where it sets the agenda. But I think with some of the things that we talk about game to game, there's too many games. So people get really hung up on stuff where it's like, I showed the, in the live in the show that Josh Bow and I did, I showed a play from the Miami heat game where Luca just gets lost. And it, it's basically been the play du jour that people talked about on Twitter all day today. And it's like, well, that happens to Tim Hardaway, like, you know, two times a quarter. Like, what are we doing? Um, so I really try to tell people, do not over-index tweets, specific conversations, whatever, because it's just not impactful. Uh, the Mavericks are bad. That The national media has picked up on Kid and company being, being a real problem, I think is fascinating. 
because you're seeing players that new kid or revere kid like Perkins and Jay Williams and some of these guys turning on the Mavericks so quick. I thought it would have taken the rest of the year. I really did. And I think that's pretty interesting to me as far as like what narratives get pushed, because really, I mean, the NBA is like a narrative driven league, much more than facts. It's why people, you know, you watch a game like tonight and you like, Oh God, I love Kyrie Irving when he does this. Kyrie Irving's a 31-year-old basketball player that's 6'3 and is a wizard, but hoping and expecting him to do that 82 times a year is not realistic. It's not fair to him on expectations-wise either. And instead, like people build up the narrative that, oh, Kyrie's this amazing hooper that shows up night in and night out and does amazing stuff. The man plays his ass off, but he's not physically capable of doing some of the stuff that a team needs him to night in and night out. That's why he's the, you know, he's an ideal second second player. Anyways, I went on a bit of a, a rant there about Kyrie, but I think overall, I think we get a little too focused on things that don't matter is, is where I'm going with that. No, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. And Twitter's definitely a prisoner of the moment. So <laughs> I, I know what these people, like they really don't know what they're talking about. They've, you can't tell me that they watch us night in and night. No, of course not. And I don't watch their teams either. I don't lie about that. You can always tell people yeah. say they watch ball all the time. Half of them are lying. There's too much yeah. ball to watch. Yeah, but it's like, like, are, like, did you not see Luca just drag us to three wins to the finals? Last? Well, not drag. Obviously, Jalen Brunson had a lot to do with it. But, like, if, if you switch, if you flip uh, Luca and Jason Tatum – Ain't no way in hell we get that close to the finals last year. Yep. So, I mean, miss me with all that. I, I, I hate it for Luca because it seems like he's taking on this, like, a bit of a, like, a LeBron arc where it's early in his career. Uh, people are already finding any reason, any and every reason to hate on him. I mean, it's not like Luca left and, you know, made it a national TV thing, but – you know, they're they're so nitpicky, like, oh, he doesn't play defense. It, well, I mean, this is so none, – none of – a lot of other stars don't, you know, whatever. So – and I, I get why Boston fans still hate on Kyrie, but, I mean, you're you're wearing blinders if you think he's actually the problem. So. No, he's not at all. No, it's, it's the – there's – the Mavericks are the problem. Somebody said that in the chat earlier, and I, I think that's the best take. So, yeah. All well, right. thanks for hanging out, man. You got anything else? Nope. I think that's it. I think that about covers it. Hopefully this uh, season uh, ends with uh, us moving up the tank standings. We'll see. All right. Talk soon, Jacob. All right. Bye. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, coming up next is my man John Thornton, who has is sitting there looking like he's ready to join an official podcast. Hey, John, what's going on? Hey, man. Um, dude, have so it was awesome when you brought up Josh Howard and the guy that's said, how old we not, are for the record. I do not know who that is. <laughs> you don't know I who Josh st- Howard is. He didn't know. I mean, I know who it is. I, I, oh yeah. yeah. The kid. Yeah. The 21. The kid didn't know who Josh Howard, like that's that was fine. unbelievable. No, I was like, I remember, soul, I remember man. being at the Texas roadhouse in Waco, Texas, when we drafted Josh Howard and freaking out because he was the ACC player of the right, year. He fell and- because he smoked weed. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't, so we have watched the Mavericks for our whole lives. Have, do you remember a season that felt like this? 2016 felt like this to me. I still remember when they signed. I deleted. I deleted all like all my tweets before like 2018, which is when I really started getting into this. But I spent from like July 2nd to July 7th. I spent all Fourth of July rage tweeting about signing Harrison Barnes because I had. Oh uh, yes, the Warriors, yeah, you did. I remember this <laughs> during the Warriors finals. I got drunk and wrote the free agency preview for Harrison Barnes and was like, "Do not sign this huge loser. He is terrible. This he's killing the Warriors because he's why they lost that series on a player point of view. Yeah. He missed yep. so many open shots, and then we signed him. So <laughs> <laughs> that that one's the only one for me, though. That just might be me. Yeah, well, it just I, it, but even then, it was like the the. The lack of direction, the lack of um, one of the things I was thinking about, like as I was listening to everybody, the Mavs are placed. Okay, uh, Donnie Nelson and Carlisle had major flaws, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> like but they also won a lot of games. That's like right. they built winning teams, and Carlisle Carlisle is a proven winning coach in the NBA, and they replaced those guys with Nico Harrison who worked at Nike and Jason Kidd, who is not a good coach, like has not proven himself to be a good coach over. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that I've ever felt it at the Mavericks that they were directionless. Like they, I felt like they were, there were times where they tried to go in a direction and it didn't work. Yeah. Tried to sign guys, tried the, the plan powder, uh, the you know we're gonna sign Dwight Howard we're gonna do like there was at least a plan and um and, and I don't I don't know what the plan is for oh there's team. not one I don't because it, it came I, off the wheels in a big way because you lose Brunson and you tell everybody they're gonna be fine and Brunson is a borderline all NBA player this year yeah. you cannot you know you cannot I'm trying to think of like a political comparison. well the the there were no weapons of mass destruction it turns out like that's that's what (laughs) this feels like like a level of gaslighting that was just like oh we're gonna be fine we're all gonna be amazing and we're not and oh no the entire process was flawed and oh no because i mean my favorite thing and granted i'm punching up so please don't like I, i have no beef like bob sturm is great he's a dallas area legend but he was trying to make the case right after they drafted or right after they traded for Kyrie where he's like, ah, you know, well, you couldn't have done this trade if Brunson was on the team. And it was like, yes, you could have, you, could, <laughs> you would have traded Brunson instead of right. if that's what you wanted to do. Just straight, um, And you could have done it straight up and kept Dorian. <laughs> yes. And then what we, and so I'm just like, and granted, since then he's completely kind of come around and been like, all right, you know, kid might have to go after this, but it's just, we don't have to play this game that the Mavericks are the smartest people in the room. We have 10 years of evidence to prove otherwise. It's fine. Yeah. Being an NBA team is hard. Like somebody in the chat asked what I think about the CBA rules. And honestly, I can't bring myself to read into it because I don't think the Mavericks have the smarts to figure it out. In, 20, in 2011, they told all of us guys, particularly you youths, you have to understand this. They <laughs> let, they broke up a title team with the thought of, we know this CBA better than everybody else. And you, you're going to be shocked. They didn't. They didn't know yeah. the CBA very well. They were they, they were gonna zig. They were gonna zig while everybody zagged. 
Yeah, I, I found it just, I did not. <laughs> by pure happenstance, I found a 2013 article by our since passed away friend Jonathan Charks, who wrote that the CBA actually neutered the Mavericks' ability to be good at free agency and anything else because Cuban simply just spent more money. Cuban, the yep. Mavericks are, are all time one of the like they're like the seventh most. Uh, they they've paid the seventh most in taxes for like going over the yep. cap, and they did this all before the 2011 CBA. They've only done it once since. And it's just, you know, the Mavericks are not in, they were, they were not geniuses. They spent more, but that's a, that's a strength. I mean, the, I hate some of the CBA stuff because it's like, you have to become an accountant with a background in wizardry and also partially a bit of a lawyer. And it's like, I don't follow sports for this shit. Sorry. Yeah. No, that, I think that 2011 team was one of the most expensive ever. Cause like Sean Marion was to a huge. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, like, 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 yeah. Relative was, to what you could spend cap. at the they time were way more yeah. they were way more expensive than the miami heat and it, we had this like we we're like there's this like great tag where it's like the mavs are built not bought it's like no no they were bought they were very yeah. well bought over like 10 years of cuban just spending more and more money i love yeah. it big fan that's that's my favorite team ever uh you know and i think when i think back like in a kind of historical perspective um it feels like with brunson that it i think they found the the jet for, for like everyone's comparing it is like oh is it you know historical comparison jet was so crucial to the Mavericks' success over that the Dirk era uh, because he was so perfectly complementary to Dirk he was clutch he knew what he was doing I I one time was like did a dive on like the Mavs clutch games over mm-hmm. that like a five six like. From 2006 to it was, and and I mean, and you watched the games. The, they broke the math. That's how good they yep. were in clutch time. Yeah, and yep. and we, and you would watch the games, and you knew it. It would be close. It would be within six, seven points, and you knew Jet and Dirk are going to pick and roll this team to death, and one of them is going to hit a jump shot. Like it, that is how it's going to go down. Is it going to be enough to win? You don't know, but it is going. They're going to be right there, and I felt. I feel like with Brunson, they let the the perfect complement to Luca go. Like they they let whatever that was go, and and, it, and they're gonna have to figure it out. But I don't I I don't know how you do it. I mean, and, and it's it's top to bottom. The idea that like Christian Wood would replace Brunson in any meaningful sense is is hilarious. I, I think Christian Wood would be awesome if they'd kept Brunson. Um, I, I've I've never felt like this about a Mavs team where, and, and I, I want to say I loved Josh's piece a week or two ago about like, there has never been a team that has had a guy as good as Luca that has been this bad. Yep. And that is not Luca's fault at Remarkable all. Feat in team building. It I mean, is, it is unbelievable i mean I'm, i've how... been like captain of the mavs what are you doing and even i'm in awe of how bad this is historically i didn't understand it yeah when he when when i started reading about the like where kd lebron because like you remember those lebron Cavs teams were so bad mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the guys around him were they were shuffling guys in and out and that may be part of the problem is the mavs haven't shuffled anybody in and out really Oh, I mean, like, they just, built they built their 2019 team with the pitch of making Giannis a free like they were going to pitch Giannis when he would hit <laughs> free agency, and I can't. It was stupid at the time. Okay, Josh Bow and I freaked yeah. out about this. This is still yeah. on your feed. 
it's even stupider now where it's just like, why? Why did you think yeah. that was a thing? Yeah. Meanwhile, the Bucks are going and getting uh, Holiday and Middleton. Like they're they're actually building a team. Yep. Around, around the guy. and like I I just I want this team to make sense. I want them to be enjoyable to watch because Luca is so fun. I mean, I called in after that the best game I've ever seen Luca play. Like it was yep. unbelievable. He is so good, and it sucks. It's it sucks to watch them suck in a way that sucks to watch like that's it's not even just like they're trying to do something and they can't do it i don't know what they're trying to do well, if, and if it, you listen to our recap show like josh josh doesn't do exasperated very often he sounds like a broken man so yeah really yeah no funny. i mean you 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 both are 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 uh, tend to be you know on the more negative side of the the mavs fandom and um but very realistically so yeah <laughs> i mean it's not like you're yeah in the same way that uh, the yeah. uh, well, locked-on guys tend to be more positive. No, and but even Nick and so. Isaac are like, "Yeah, that's what my is favorite. this? What are we? What are we watching? I don't understand. That's what I want to. What? What are they doing? What are we watching? And it it just sucks. Tank it out. Go get somebody in the draft and 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 try to build around. I mean, I and this is my this is where it sucks. You you can see where they could build Luca. Kyrie, Hardy, Josh Green, a draft pick, go sign a good defender. Sure. And you've like got it. I'm sorry. Like Luca, Luca is your baseline for 40 games for wins. Yeah. They're not going to hit and, 40 wins this year, which is fucking remarkable. But that's, that's really, that's your general baseline is 40 wins with Luca. Yeah. Yeah. You could see where it would not be hard to put something together mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and get a just, I don't know. Yeah. The question about the coach, get a coach that has coached. And has won. Jason Kidd has not coached and won. That's okay. it. Like, yeah, right. yeah. Um, all right, man. I appreciate it. I love. Uh, I love the transition to all the new stuff. It seems like it's going great. Those and, the, us I, old heads that don't use this crap are going to get dragged into the. I'm going to make everybody <laughs> do it. He's like, I don't use YouTube. I'm. I'm bad. Dude, I, yeah. I mean, I DM'd you last night. I was like, how? Do, I don't understand how to get on this. I have like I do my, not in my personal YouTube. I have a bunch of like saved videos from when I was in college, like stuff that I liked, and it's like the Numa Numa fat guy doing the just like yep. shit like that yep. and like and i just apparently didn't you and like cool back when nike made awesome commercials i have a bunch of those saved um the street the street ball commercial that was uh, that there was, was un- one with the guy who uh who's he was his he was the the white captain he wasn't a captain he was like a major in the wire um who and he voices okay. this minute-long nike commercial that i watch whenever i'm having a bad day and it's the <laughs> i'll send it to you it's dope like it's it's that, one of those that's amazing things. That's awesome. All right, man. Let's talk soon. I love it. Yeah. Sounds good. Later. I just punted John a bit earlier. Okay. We got one more uh, caller. Partha, you there? Welcome to the show. Hey, can y'all hear me? I can. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Wonderful. Uh, First, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of the YouTube stuff. I think it's a lot easier to find you in general as opposed to the Spotify Green Room, which always felt just like a little bit of a third step, you know? So I appreciate that you're on YouTube. And fuck, as far as the season, man. <coughs> sorry about the cough. Um, this is not what Dr. Naismith intended for this beautiful game. Like, the, if I the watchability the, level. That's the name of the season. This was not what Dr. Naismith in- intended for the this beautiful game. Yeah, man, game. literally. Holy like, shit. This is, 
there's no reason for a team with one, now two players who are as good as they are to be this just truly unwatchable. Like, Houston Rockets level shit, man. Like, it's awful. And, I mean, the thing is, is, like, I feel like we can all point and say, like, if we had, like, an NBA caliber center, like, <clears throat> like 60% of our holes would be filled, you know? But it's still more than that. Like, Reggie Bullock is not a power forward in this league, nor is he really a starting player in this league. Like, there's just this roster construction top to bottom, the money management. Like, we just gave Maxi $30 million, man. Before we had to, you know? Like, like what are we doing here? So... As far as, like, the outlook of the offseason, summer, just I'm just praying to God we keep our pick, praying that we maybe move up, you know? Like, with the, Tankathon has been nice to me recently, so hopefully that happens. And Because if, if we end up in the top four magically, you know, that it's totally different outlook for this team. But as far as keeping Kyrie and then – I mean, I really wish fucking uh, free agency was before the draft, you know, just so we had some idea – of like where we would be, how would we be drafting? But outside of that, I just wanted to know what you think about the draft in general. Like what you want, what you would want to do if we don't move up. Like if we get ten, I'm going to be. So there's two tracks you could take with this. Um, if they if they stay at ten, I'm going to freak out because I want them to pick somebody that I think they're most likely to move it. If they jump into the top four, I will lose my mind. Okay, there are. Six oh, guys. Yeah. I mean, I I love so many of these guys, and I it's I it's such a loaded draft. I you know depending on how long you follow me, I spent the entirety of 2018. I watched four games of Dennis Smith, and I was like, nope, not this is not it. And <laughs> I just started drunkenly like I, I started drunkenly like I was drunk a lot that year to be honest. Um, I, I <laughs> tweeting about Luka Doncic. And the tweets are still out there. Um, I may have one. I'm gonna go do the go do the the, the search for it. So it's pretty funny because I just I just talked about Luca all the time. Um, and and I, I don't feel quite the same way about this draft as I do that draft. But I like so many of the guys. Like the Thompson twins are. I've I've loved them for going over a year. Um, I, I like this guy at, at Houston that I've really only paid attention to the last six weeks. Oh, obviously, is my guy, man. Obviously, like, Wemby. Obviously, like the Scoot. evolution of Chris Webber if he was a mm-hmm. Pokemon, you know? Yes. I fucking love Jarese Walker. And this, this draft is so loaded. And my personal opinion, if they go 10, I think the best thing we could do personally is just move down, squeeze out a few assets out of that pick and draft Derek Lively the only mm. other center in the fucking first round, you know, and, and sure. who's given us, who's shown like a lot of defensive versi- versatility and a lot of defensive upside and who mm-hmm. would obviously be our best center day one. The, so, and so on the really screen it, now, just, uh, props to you. Yeah. On the up? screen, on the screen now I have it. Uh, it was 9.01 PM on October 23rd, 2017. I said, I've had a lot to drink. I would like to make a prediction. If the Mavericks end up with Luka Doncic, Dirk comes back for year 21. And then I just spent like the whole year being like, yeah, this guy. And it, you know, it's great. It's great, great year. Great waste of my life. But that Mavs team was a riot to cover too. Um, Thank you so so much for coming on. You got anything else before uh, I move on to our last guest? 
Uh, I think that's it. Uh, y'all have a good one. Uh, I'm definitely going to be in here more just because YouTube is a lot easier to get to. So hopefully, Outstanding. I see, uh, hopefully I'm talking more too. Sure. All right. Talk soon. Appreciate you. Okay. And remember, if you are calling in by phone, if you're listening in, you can still like the forward facing camera on your phone will pick you up. Um, it's, it's good stuff. All right, Calvin, you're the, the last one. And then I'm going to, I'm going to eat. I've not eaten dinner. I'm getting uh, crabby. What's going on, Calvin? Kirk, how are you, man? I'm all right. So, you know, it's funny. I listen to you a ton. I usually feel like there's so much negativity going on in the room and like, I feel the other way. And man, the last two and a half weeks have broken me as I'm sure they've broken many of us. I'm sorry. It's no fun to like, like it's no fun. If, If you're of a certain mindset, it's no fun to watch a team where it's just like, they break your spirit. That part sucks. Yeah, you're just ready for it to be over, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Like now, we do need the tenth pick. You want it? You don't want them to win these games. Like everyone who's like, we could still go two and one or whatever, and all this. And I'm like, it's over, man. It's been over. This team's incapable of putting together a run. But you know, I wanted to. I wanted to get your take on. I remember Josh Howard, man. I remember Marquise. I'm old. I'm 50, bro. I've been. I watched a lot of bad basketball in the 90s with my dad growing up. So. Woo! But yeah, man. But the um. You know, everyone's kind of like it's not Luca's fault. I'm, I love Luca, man. But dude, he's drill like the dribbling the ball, like the ball until there's eight seconds left in the clock, thirteen seconds left in the clock, and like we need to change. You know, we need and, and whether it's kid, whether it's Luca, I don't know what it is. Well, what it's, we're doing it's, it's does tough not to change work. The offense when they score like they do. It. I don't disagree from a visual aesthetic, but the the defense is just. The no effort from anyone. I mean, tonight was a little better, but it's it's the defense is just so horrendously broken. I I don't understand how it could be this bad. Well, I can't understand. We've seen the players; they stink. But it's it's just it's amazing that that it took kid up until tonight. This was the first time he's played Wood and McGee together, and he had talked all year about one hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's like what do we do? You know, at least try it. He talks about how the season's trying. Yeah, I, I and, and no one can argue the defensive point. And look, I don't mind the offense when it works. It's just it never works late game. And oh, the late game stuff. Kyrie, mm. like, and it's the, but it's the same plays, right? It's like, mm. and even against Philly, we played a good game against Philly. But what did Luca do in the last two possessions? Kyrie is on the left side of the court, and Luca goes right with the ball both times. Yeah, and there was. You know the, what I mean? The, like Kyrie, like it's terrible. And I don't know where it lies, stuff. but it's got to change. So you want to so hear bad. a bull, you want to hear a crazy bullshit theory that has just been living in my head the last week and a half? Yes. Um, I think the Mavericks have been so bad in clutch time, and I think that's going to turn itself over by manifesting an amazing draft lottery odds where we're going to be in the top four. <laughs> I, because Luca hasn't hit a game winner this year. Think about I, that. Do you, I, I said that to my stepdad who's in town visiting. I'm in Miami. I went to the game last night, man. I live in Fort Lauderdale, and. Uh, I was in 06 when we or 11 when we won the game. I was in the building with my dad. RIP, man. Oh so it was wow! Awesome. But the, uh, yeah, Dallas boy though, born and raised. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah, my stepdad is a diehard fan that's visiting from Dallas right now. And I was like, when was the last time that <laughs> we hit a game like that? Luca hit a game-winning shot. He and I didn't one. realize it had. I didn't realize that, but I certainly knew it had been a long time. Yeah. And so I like yeah. in my head, I'm like, okay, Luca's gonna Luca and all these shots have never gone down because until Maxi hit the three, they were something like oh and nine in game winning situations. And now you're yeah. not ever gonna be 50%, but usually like 
in situations like that, like Dirk's one of the best all time percentage wise. And even he shoots like 33% in it. And that's just haven't hit any. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, we're, we're, we're losing all these close games because we're going to win the lottery. Just fan nonsense. But that's been in my head for a week now. Well, I hope you're right, man. I, 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 was it, uh, was it your show or someone else's show? I listened to a lot of podcasts about the Mavericks. I'm a huge fan. Left the, you know, I, I'm still a Cowboys fan, but you know, when Dirk ascended the mountain, I by far became my my favorite team, my favorite player all time. Sure. And uh, but uh, yeah, somebody somebody was talking about how we've never moved up, right? I remember those days, those the, the three J's, man. Mm. I was around for that marketing campaign. So I hope you're right, but I I don't want any more wins this year, and not for the for Tankathon is great, whatever. But it's like, dude, we need humiliation. Cuban cannot run it back. We can't. Oh, we lost, but we're in overtime to the Hawks and. We were right there with the heat. Like extremely important it's, point. We, yes, we need nothing. A reset. Forces There's change. There's so much wrong right there, mm-hmm. and we need a major reset, man. So, thanks, Kurt, man. I love that uh, you stay late and do this thing, and so I appreciate it, bud. All right, I'm glad you joined. Appreciate you. Talk soon. Take it easy. All right, man. Um, the crazy part. He was Calvin's talking about how he was there in 2006. No, 2011. Excuse me. I was at my my best friend's bachelor party. And my wife and I didn't have any money, but I was in Miami for game six. And my wife was like, you should stay and go. And I was like, we don't have the money. You know, I, I can't do this. Um, I'm a moron. I should have gone to the game. Money, you know, you, I, I don't want to say you can always make more money, but you can't take money with you when you go. That's for damn sure. I should have gone to the game. I cannot believe I didn't do this. Um, okay. Thanks so much for hanging out. If you've not hit the subscribe button, please go to the channel. As we mentioned earlier, if you want to get notified, once you click subscribe, you need to also go through and hit where it's like the bell for notification, I think is how it works. And that's how we'll bump going live. Um, I might take a couple day break just because I'm tired. I have a special show I'm going to put up that doesn't have ads, but it's something I've been sent from someone who uh, did an interview with Sent Marshall that I thought was at least worth passing along. Um, I'm a little ground out after this weekend. Four straight live shows is kind of kicking my ass. But uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I've, I've enjoyed this more than I would have thought because, uh, you know, it's just me having to stare at a camera instead of wandering around and do chores like I normally do. Everybody be good. Uh, Have a better start to your week, and we will talk soon. Go Mavs.